knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So you've been out in the woods for a while. You're getting tired. Finally, you see a deer walk through. It's a big doe. One of the ones you've been looking for and hoping to take, but there's two fawns with it. What do you do? Do you take a shot? Do you not take a shot? Are those fawns going to make it through the winter without that doe? We're going to look at and answer those questions and more on this episode. Welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be looking at and answering the question, can you or should you shoot a doe with fawns during the deer season? Now, there is a lot of information out there, a lot of opinions. There's a lot of folklore on this subject. But every year, it comes up every year. People want to know. A lot of people never think about it until they're in that situation and trying to figure out what they should do. And they want to shoot a doe. They're ready to shoot a doe. They're happy to shoot a doe. Maybe that's the one number one thing they're looking for. Maybe, they, you know, they need the meat. Maybe whatever the situation is, you know, they're out there. And if a doe walks by or the right doe walks by, either case, they're ready to take it home. Well, one walks by, but it's got fawns. What do you do? Do you shoot a deer with fawns? What's going to happen to those fawns? Is it ethical? Is it right? Is it humane? Do you have a heart? All these questions, all these things people throw out there. And please, do not go to social media for your answers because you will not find them. Or if you do find them, they'll be mixed in with so much other rubbish, you won't be able to tell what's right from wrong. So what do you do here? Well, a lot of people say, absolutely not, can't do it, don't do it, it's, in, it's not ethical. But a lot of people aren't basing that opinion on anything other than it's just the first thing that came to their mind. So what happens? What's the life cycle of a fawn? Well, in most places, well, it depends some on the climate. In Pennsylvania, at least, I could tell you that. Fawns are dropping starting in April, running through May, maybe even the beginning of June. It's possible they'll drop a little earlier. Some will drop a little later. But most of them are in that May area. Some in April, some in June. You know, maybe it depends on the year, depends on the weather a little bit. But the rut happens at the exact same time every year. The exact 
same time every single year. The moon has nothing to do with the rut. The weather has nothing to do with the rut. The rut is determined by the sun. It is determined by the length of days and sunlight. Not how sunny it is, but how long it's daylight outside. So cloud cover has nothing to do with the rut. The rut happens at the exact same time every single year. Now, if you have an absolute terrible weather day in the middle of the rut, okay, there might not be as much breeding on that day. The next day, they'll have to catch up and play double duty. But it's not the kind of thing where this is going to get put off for weeks. But deer aren't waiting for the full moon. It's at the exact same time every year. They've done studies with not just 100 or 1,000 or 2,000 or 10,000 deer. Uh, they have done massive studies on this subject, especially in Pennsylvania and other states. And does get pregnant at about the exact same time every single year. Now, yeah, there's a few. They get pregnant a little earlier. There's a few. They get a little later. And the second rut, so-called follow-up rut, there's going to be some that get pregnant there. But the majority of does are bred the exact same time every year. Now, it varies by a little bit state to state. You know, and you get far in the north versus far in the south, there's some variation. But in the most part, especially in the hunting belt, it's the exact same. Wherever you live, it's the exact same time in your place, in your area every year. You know, if you live in, in, in outside of Pittsburgh, it is the exact same time every year. If you live outside of Milwaukee, it's the exact same time for you. Whatever time that is, your game commission should tell you. Mine's got a nice chart. It shows you the the, the peak weeks and, and the percentage by week that's bred and so you can know what to do and when to be out there and so on it's the exact same time which means the uh, fawns are dropping at the exact same time every year because pregnancies last approximately the exact same time so the reason why there's variation when the fawns drop is because a few does are bred early and then you've got the peak and then you've got the laggards and then you've got uh, maybe the, the ones that come in, maybe the second rut or the third rut even. So there's some, there you know, but the, the vast majority are all dropping within the same couple weeks. So you've got a deer, say it drops May 15th. And, you know, I've got trail cam pictures of them dropping in April. But May 15th, say, say the deer drops. I've just picked a date. I don't have the math and the science in front of me. I'm just picking a date. Say it's June 1st. We'll just, we'll just bump it for us. Say it's June 1st. All right, well, how long does a fawn nurse? How long does it nurse? Typically, fawns are nursing six to eight weeks before the weaning process begins. So say it's eight weeks. All right, it says June 1st, July 1st, August 1st. Now there's about a two to four week weaning process. Two to four weeks where the, the, the fawn goes from eating, you know, just milk to starting to incorporate other forage to not eating milk anymore. So two to four weeks maybe. So then, okay, you're now at, you were at June 1st, you were at July 1st, August 1st, September 1st. By September 1st, 
And again, we've included extra weeks and pushed late. By September 1st, fawns are weaned. By September 1st, fawns are weaned. They do not need their mother for food anymore. They've also gotten significantly larger. It's amazing how much weight and size they'll put on, how much their coat will change, and all that between when they drop and the 1st of September. Even right, you know, I've got trail camera pictures in mid-July, and you're like, wow, that deer is literally 500% larger than it was two months ago. They grow fast. They grow real fast. Um, But come September 1st, fawns are weaned. Now, could it be possible that that a fawn might need another week or two? If it was a late dropper, and if it took extra long to wean, then yeah, maybe the middle of September, it's possible that that would be the end of the weaning stage for the latest of the late and the most extraordinary scenario. Well, most archery seasons don't start till October 1st. Even in Pennsylvania, in 2B, which is Allegheny County, which is the the, the most suburban, deer populated, can't even hunt there with a rifle. Um, archery opens the 19th, I think, of September this year. So even in the earliest of the earliest... The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We've got, they're already weaned. They're fine. They're good to go. Now people think, okay, well, they need their mother to survive because the mother is going to, you know, um, what? Teach them math? What's the mother going to do at that point? Well, the mother, you know, protects them. Eh. By that point, they have rejoined the herd. By that point, they've rejoined the herd. By that point, there's not a whole lot of difference between the mother and any other doe in the herd. And what will happen is, what will happen is, if a doe is is taken and the fawns survive, or the fawns are, are still there, They'll just 
They'll just blend into the rest of the herd. They'll just fall right into the pecking order of the dominant doe and just right into the herd. And those, those fawns are not going to have any trouble surviving the winter. They're not going to have any trouble making it through. You can, if you see a doe with fawns, even on the opening day of archery, at the earliest, earliest states that open, in the earliest county, you can still take them. Those doe or those fawns are going to be fine. Now people say, "Well, I've I've shot a doe in December, and and it was it still had milk, and it was it was a wet doe." Yeah, that's normal. That that happens. That's that's completely normal for does to to still have milk in their udders come come the end of the season. That doesn't mean anybody's drinking it, or that if anybody is, that they needed to. It doesn't mean that at all. In fact, you know, in, in, in most cases, that's not even happening. So, you know, deer are not like bears. So here's the parallel, right? Maybe people get this sort of stuck in their mind. If you shoot a, a mama bear and that, that mama's got one, two, three cubs, whatever it is, those cubs aren't going to make it through the winter. Most of the time, those cubs aren't going to make it. If you shoot a mama bear that has cubs, those cubs are not going to make it through the winter most of the time. Their chances are very poor because bears, they're trying to kill things and eat them. So the cubs can't kill things and eat them. There's also a lot that a mom can teach the cubs in terms of everything from hunting, climbing, killing, you know, tactics, things like that. They're predators. Deer eat bushes and grass and acorns and things that fall off of trees. They, they, they don't learn strategy from their mom. In fact, most of the cases, deer that are learning wariness and caution, they're not learning it from their mom after that age. They're learning it from the, 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 the mature, the lead doe in the herd, the one that has the most experience. So... Those kind of things are not even being passed down from the mother in a lot of cases, unless the mother is the, the, the chief doe, at which point the next doe in line will take over, the dominant doe, and you know just sort of fill that role. So if you see a doe with fawns, you can absolutely take it. Clean conscience. Don't, you don't have to worry about, you know, did I just kill three deer? Let me, let me put it this way to you. If it was a, that big of a deal and every doe that you shot meant one or th- one to three fawns that were going to die, I guarantee the game commission would be involved and have a policy and have a whole set of rules and on and on and on if that was going to bring down the deer herd or something. But it's not. It is just not the case. Vast majority of fawns are going to be just fine, you know, if their if their mom is taken out even in early archery, and then once you get to the rifle season, you know fawns are much more developed and mature by that point. In fact, in a lot of places you can shoot the fawns; they are they've grown enough and they've lost their spots and and all of that. So it's not an issue. There are other animals where it's an issue, like I said, bears. You know, I've known some people that go out and hunting parties after bears, and um, 
you know, the first person, you know, if they see a, a bear with cubs, they're going to shoot the bear and then they're going to shoot the cubs. And that's just the way it's going to be because the cubs aren't going to make it anyway. So they have four hunters, one mama and three cubs. One per whoever got the mama, they get the bigger trophy, and the other three got the cubs. I'm not saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying it's legal, and it's better to do that than it is to let the cubs go, because they're not gonna make it, and they're probably gonna gonna starve and have a you know it's just not gonna be a pretty end for them. So I'm not advocating you shoot the mama bear and the cubs. But you know what? If you're in an area where you're overrun with bears, that may be something that you need to do. I'm just saying. But, you know, if you do shoot the mom, and often this will happen by accident, they'll shoot the mom, and then the cubs will come out and be seen. You know, that's a tough call. That's a tough situation. We're not talking about bear hunting here. But what I can say is that's not the way that it is for deer. Okay? That's not the way that it is for deer. You are not hurting those those fawns by shooting that doe. It's completely fine, not an issue, and it's not something you need to be torn up about and, and brokenhearted over, especially if you didn't know there were fawns and they came out later, and, and now it's fine. Now, you shot the doe in June, those fawns aren't going to make it because every meal is coming from that mom. But by the time hunting season rolls around, and, and I got news for you, they plan it this way, right? They plan when the hunting season's going to start based on when the doe or when the fawns are weaned and safe. That's how they do it. That's the why it, it happens the way that it does. That's why archery doesn't open or, or run from, you know, May to the end of the year. They wait until it's safe. They wait until those fawns are going to be fine. They wait until the latest of the fawns are still going to be fine before the archery season even opens. It's on purpose. Like I said, they use what they call science to make these kind of decisions, not just what people think and what their opinion is and what they read on Facebook or a few chat rooms. So if you're out hunting does and you see a doe with fawns, if you want to take that doe, take it. You do not have to worry about those fawns. They're going to be fine. They're going to make it. They're going to blend right into the rest of the herd. It's going to be no issue at all. So head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Leave me some feedback. Send me an email. Send me some questions. Love to hear from you. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, and of course, wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us give us a review on itunes if you're able Uh, appreciate your support till next time god bless you and go get them in the woods legendary shows in the outdoors is on waypoint tv don't miss primo's truth about hunting wednesday nights at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment 
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 